Today's episode is sponsored by True Classic. Guys, let's talk about t-shirts. Finding that perfect fitting shirt can be terrible. I swear the thing is either way too tight, has a case of bacon neck, or is just plain big and boxy. Luckily, True Classic wants to make every man look good and feel good. Tighter fit in the chest and sleeves to make your arms pop and room in the torso to keep things cozy. I'm telling you, all of their styles are super soft and at a great price for what you're getting. So guys, there's no excuse. Get rid of those ratty t-shirts I know you've been hanging on to for years and get ready to upgrade. Almost all men's t-shirts are designed to look good on a certain body type. Think skinny models with six packs, but most of us aren't packing anything but a few beers and there's nothing wrong with that. My dudes, it's simple. You're wearing the wrong clothes. We have an exclusive deal for our listeners. We want to hook you up with some true classic. For a limited time only, get 25% off with code DOINK at trueclassic.com. That's 25% off with code DOINK at trueclassic.com. The last sponsor of the day is BetterHelp. Hey everyone, you know Brennan and Eric take football very seriously, but there's something we should be taking even more seriously, and that is your mental health. Some people think you should wait until things are unbearable to go to therapy, but that could not be further from the truth. With BetterHelp, you have access to over 20,000 licensed therapists. It's not crisis line, it's not self-help, it's professional therapy done securely online. One of the biggest advantages of BetterHelp is how quickly you can start talking to a licensed professional. If you have looked for a therapist in the area, you can you know it's, it can even take weeks or even months just to find someone that you're comfortable talking to. With BetterHelp, it can take as little as 48 hours and it's easy to change therapists if needed. You deserve to prioritize your mental health this year, so get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash podcast. And we want to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. And we're back to another episode of Weekend Wagers. I am your host, as always, Eric Warner, joining you again on the mic here for a NFL Week 7 card. Week 6 was a tough one. Went 0-5, first ever goose egg in two years of doing the show. Hopefully the last brings the record to 15-18 and on the season. And we are back right now trying to get to 500 or better. I like this week seven card. Normally after an 0-5 week, I would be a little tentative the following week, but I couldn't help myself. I like this card quite a bit. Let's get right into it. The Detroit Lions are six and a half point dogs going into Jerry's world, taking on Dallas and Dak Prescott. Total is 49 points. And we're going to start off week seven with one of my favorite plays a week, and that would be the Detroit Lions plus six and a half. If we take a look at the Cowboys' success this season, it has come when they have a clear advantage in the pass rush department. The Lions happen to have an elite offensive line, and I expect them to keep Jared Goff clean. The bye came at the perfect time for these Lions. Amon Ross St. Brown and DeAndre Swift are healthy again, both expected to play. And looking at Dallas's offense, it's going to be interesting to see how Dak is back how Dak plays now that he's back. If we remember in week one, he was a complete tire fire. So he might have to get shake a little bit of the rust off. If you remember last season, Russell Wilson had the same injury. He went 0-3 against the spread in his return. He rushed back from this thumb injury on the throwing hand. Really, really affected him. He couldn't throw the ball cleanly. Might be the same kind of issue here with Dak. Thumb injury on the throwing hand. He's going to have to shake off some rust and get comfortable again. Not sure if the Lions can win, but I definitely think they keep it close. 
Give me Lions plus six and a half to start off week seven. The Giants are going into Jacksonville. Jaguars are three-point favorites. Total is 43 and a half here. This is a very fishy spread to me. I, I know the Giants are probably not as good as their 5-1 and one record would indicate, but let's not act like the Jags are something other than the Jags. This isn't a good football team either, in my opinion. Saquon has been nothing short of brilliant so far this year. I expect him to have another heavy workload in this game. Lawrence really, really struggles versus the Blitz, and we know Wink is going to try to heat him up. I lean Giants in the points, but there's something fishy about this line that's keeping me away. I think it's something about 75% of money approximately in Vegas so far is coming in on the Giants, but the spread is not moving off the three. That tells me something fishy is up. I'm staying away. The Indianapolis Colts are two and a half point dogs going into Tennessee. Total is 42 in this one. Titans... I think they I don't think they deserve to be favored by two and a half in this game. I think they're slightly overrated. They've gotten insanely lucky their last two games. They were outgained 385 to 241 versus Washington and 365 to 244. That's outgained by approximately 140 yards and 120 yards in their previous two wins. They haven't outgained a single opponent all season. I think the Titans luck runs out here give me the Colts plus two and a half in this spot Jonathan Taylor and Shaq Leonard should be returning to a Colts team they're looking to get things back on track as long as this O-line plays decent I think the Colts win this game outright Titans are 29th versus the pass this year Pittman finally has some help with Alec Pierce and Paris Campbell Last week, they all three played extremely well. Matt Ryan kind of had his coming back, coming out party in a Colts uniform. He looked great for the first time. I think the the Titans did beat the Colts three weeks ago. It's super, super hard to beat the same team twice in that short of a time frame, especially division rivals here. Colts getting Darius Leonard and Jonathan Taylor back, and I'm getting two and a half points. Give me the Colts. The Atlanta Falcons are going into Cincinnati. Bengals are favored by six and a half here. Total sitting at 47. Cincinnati's O-line still has not gelled. It's now we're talking about week six. Now through six games, and they're still not looking like the unit we thought they would have. A little concerning, but they shouldn't have to worry much in this match. Atlanta is dead last in pressure rate, so Joe Burrow should have a clean pocket throughout this one. But Atlanta does have a talented secondary, so I actually expect Joe Mixon to do the heavy lifting for the Bengals. I think he's going to have a big, big day on the ground. I still don't understand how the Falcons are 3-3 straight up and 6-0 against the spread. They don't do anything well. Like, they're just not a good football team, top to bottom, their roster. I don't know what this team's strength is. I lean Bengals. I think this spread should be over a field goal. But the Falcons just have some weird vibe around them that they just cover spreads. So I'm staying away. But I do think since he, like, just on paper, since he should hammer these guys, we'll see what happens there. Browns are going into Baltimore, taking on the Ravens, who are six and a half point favorites. 
Totals 45 and a half. Browns defense. This unit has been beyond disappointing for me this year. They cannot stop the run whatsoever. Bailey Zappi lit them up. What's Lamar Jackson going to do? Eileen Ravens, but the injury report has kept me from locking anything in. J.K. Dobbins is out. Reports are he could miss up to a month with another knee injury or probably, I wonder if he re-aggravated the same knee. That's tough news for him. I know that was a long, long recovery for him. Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman are both questionable, so I can't lock anything on the Ravens without knowing if those two guys are going to be in. Browns potentially will be getting Jadavian Clowney back. Um, Denzel Ward remains out, so I definitely lean Ravens here. It's calling for rain in the forecast as well. Could be a ground-heavy game. So got to check back Sunday for that Ravens. If I get a positive Ravens injury report, I could be locking in Ravens, but as for now, it is not on my card. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 13 and a half, sorry, just 13 point favorites going into Carolina. Total 39 and a half, low total here. The Bucs just suffered an embarrassing loss to the Steelers. They were only able to score 18 points. The media made a big deal about Brady yelling at his O-line. I think it would be a bigger deal if he wasn't yelling at them. They were playing crap. Brady does what he always does. He yells at his O-line when they're not playing well. That tells me he still has fire in him. And Tom Brady off a loss will always be one of my favorite angles. I'm. This might be a square play. I'm on Bucks minus 13 this week. He's 49-24 and 24 against the spread off a loss. That would be Tom Brady. And as much as I'm buying a Bucks bounce back from an embarrassing loss, I'm also fading this Panthers team. I can't imagine the feeling in that locker room after they fire their coach and trade away their best player. P.J. Walker may not be able to score a touchdown in this game. I don't care that it's 13. Give me the Bucks here. I think the Todd Bowles gets this defense feasting potential for a shutout in this spot for the Bucks defense. 13 isn't high enough. Carolina won't get to double digits. Lock in Tampa Bay minus 13. Green Bay Packers, four and a half point favorites going into Washington, taking on the Commanders. Total is 41 and a half here. I mentioned I like betting Brady off a loss. I also like betting Rodgers off a loss. He didn't hit for me last week in this spot. But still, even with that loss last week against the spread, he's 36-16 and 16 in his career off a loss. So I'm going to double down here and take the Green Bay Packers minus 4.5. I just think 4.5 is too low of a number here. I don't think people are aware of how bad of a football team Washington is. Their secondary is pathetic. This could be the get-right spot for Aaron Rodgers and his wide receivers. If not... Their offense, the commander's offensive line is also pathetic. I think Green Bay's D-line is going to feast while also Jaira Alexander shadows Terry McLaurin. Everyone is so excited that it's Taylor Heineke back for Washington as if that's going to spark this offense. Have we forgot that he was so bad last year, Rivera decided to trade for Carson Wentz to try to upgrade on Taylor Heineke. He's a good story, an undrafted guy. Happy for him. He's not going to get it done. This will be Green Bay's lowest value of the season. I'm on Green Bay, minus four and a half. 
Don't let me down, Rodgers. New York Jets going into Mile High, taking on the Denver Broncos. Broncos favored by a single point in this one. Another low total of 38. Right after the Jets won outright last week in Lambeau, and I saw Sauce Gardner running around wearing a cheese head in Lambeau, I looked at their schedule with intentions of fading them. If they were playing any other team other than the Broncos, I probably would have been on that team, but the Broncos are unbettable right now for me. Russell Wilson might not even play in this game, so I can't really break down this game any further without knowing who the quarterback of the Broncos is going to be. It sounds like it's a true questionable. He's going to give it a go in warm-ups. Either way, I have no interest in betting the Broncos, and the Jets coming off an emotional win now going on getting a win in Lambeau and now going on the road to another tough place to play in Denver. That's a tough ask for that team to win two games in a row in those situations. I'm staying away. Texans are going into Las Vegas, taking on the Raiders who are six and a half point favorites. Total is 46 in this one. Both teams coming off a bye will be rested and healthy. First glance, this spread feels a little high to me. The Raiders are one and four. And absolutely deserve that record. I don't buy the narrative that the Raiders are a, a good, a, a real good one and four team. I don't think they're a good football team. They shouldn't be favored by six and a half over anyone, in my opinion. Prior to the bye, Lovey Smith had his defense play a cover two shell 85% of snaps. That was the most any team played cover two shell in one game this season. Derek Carr struggles versus that look, so I expect a similar play from Lovey. This is going to force the Raiders into short passes and make them run the ball. I do think the Raiders have an advantage in the trenches. The Texans currently are ranked 30th at stopping the run. Josh Jacobs looked good in his last game against Kansas City, so I could see the Raiders moving the ball on the ground. But I think, conversely, the Texans are also going to lean on their run game and Damian Pierce. That is why I am on the under in this game. I'm locking in 46. I think both teams have to move the ball on the ground. Keep that clock going. Raiders through the air are going to be forced to keep everything low and under this cover two shell. And I don't really trust the Texans pass game. Give me under 46 in that one. The Kansas City Chiefs are two point favorites going into San Francisco. Total in this ballgame is 49 and unfortunately this is a tough game for me to handicap currently friday night here 49ers currently have 12 starters listed as questionable sorry that would be 11 because eric armstead the 12th guy has already been ruled out nick bosa samson ebucam talona hufanga mike mcginchy tradarius ward jimmy ward trent williams Fred Warner, all listed as questionable currently. That's 12 starters on a very, very solid football team. So we need to see this injury report before placing a wager. If let's say more than half, let's say seven of those guys are out, I think it's going to be impossible not to bet on Kansas City in that spot. It's just too tall of a team, too tall of a task for San Francisco. Christian McCaffrey just arrived in San Francisco today being Friday, how much can he really be worked in on three days, two and a half days? What is he? I'd be shocked if he gets more than 10 plays in this football game, two to three, 
maximum five touches. We'll see. But as for now, without without knowing the status of so many key guys for San Francisco, got to hang on. Seattle Seahawks are going into Los Angeles. The Chargers are five-point favorites. Total is 50. Last week, I was on the over in the Seahawks game, and somehow the Seahawks defense killed that over went by holding Arizona to nine points. I'm doubling down and taking over 50 in this game. Chargers are expected to get Keenan Allen and Corey Lindsley back. That's dramatically going to help this offense. If Kyler Murray couldn't score on this Seahawks defense last week, I have confidence that Justin Herbert can. And on the other side of the ball, this Chargers pass rush hasn't been the same without Joey Bosa. So I think Geno can move the ball as well. Give me a shootout. We should have had the shootout last week. It's happening this week. Over 50 is the play. Sunday night football, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers going into Miami. Dolphins are 7.5 point favorites. Total is 45.5 in this one. Tua is back starting in the Brian Flores revenge game. To be honest, these are two teams I've struggled to handicap this season. Steelers got a win last week against the Buccaneers, but it doesn't feel like Vegas is respecting them whatsoever by making them seven and a half point dogs to a Dolphins team that has lost two straight. I was on the Dolphins in both of those losses, so you bet your ass I'm not going back to the Dolphins for a third straight week. With that being said, I'm not betting on a Steelers team I don't trust whatsoever. Stay away for now. I need to evaluate these two teams further. The Chicago Bears are on prime time again. I apologize to everybody for that. They are taking on the New England Patriots. Patriots 8.5 point favorites. Total is 40 in this one. I know the Bears are a bad football team. Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones, still unclear who's going to be the starter, being favored by eight and a half, feels high. Especially when you consider New England has not been able to stop the run this year. Chicago, the one thing they can do is run the ball. I think that their offense is going to be able to move the ball and put up some sort of points. I'm not saying they're going to light up the scoreboard or anything, but I think Chicago should score enough points to cover the eight and a half. I'm not going to put it on the card. They're my favorite team. It goes against my rules. So with that being said, I stay away. To recap the week seven card here, I'm going over 50 in the Seahawks Chargers game, under 46 in the Texans Raiders game, Green Bay by four and a half, Bucks minus 13, Colts plus two and a half, and Lions plus six and a half. That's your week seven card. As always, good luck, everybody. Enjoy your Sunday.